0: Hey there friends, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you wanna level up your business and get connected, book your spot today, head on over to www. The road forward slash collaboration zone when we recover we are returning to a normal state of health mind or strength we begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey everyone, how's it going? Tamara here from the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure. And you know what an adventure it is. I know I probably haven't given any updates on what I'm doing lately. Um, You know, when I started this podcast, it started as the road to health. And one of the areas that I really needed to get a grip on was my health and how much I worked out, the food I ate, and so it really kept me accountable. And what I noticed is that when I became an entrepreneur or more more so when I started my side hustle, which was my side hustle back then, um, you know, that I kind of just dove into that world, right? I tend to do that. And I don't know if you can relate, you know, if you've struggled with addiction in the past, but I will move from one thing to another because really when I was traveling for business, that was my main focus was, right, to stay healthy and not give in to all the temptations on the road. And so when I focused on that, I was all in, which was super awesome. But of course, since I've become a full-time entrepreneur now that has been my primary focus and you know after going through the NeuroChange method and becoming a master practitioner of the program I really saw the areas that I was lacking. It also explained you know the brain science behind why I was doing what I was doing where that came from right which most of it stem from my beliefs and from previous experience. So I find it incredibly fascinating. Um, we are doing a 90-day challenge with all of the master practitioners in the program together, which I think is outstanding. You know, I've been able to set up th- some things and it actually reminded me back in the day when I did the Road to Health podcast, and that's why I bring it up, is you know some of the things that we talk about in the neuro change is priming your brain. And so what I would do is I would take strategies and tips from my coach. And one of the things was I would put my workout clothes out right next to me and my shoes, everything ready to go. So as soon as I woke up in the morning and I looked over, I saw my workout stuff and I would instantly get up, get changed, go to the gym, right? It was priming my brain to realize that when I saw those workout clothes, I would get up and do that. And the interesting part is now, you know, because of COVID, I haven't really gone to the gym, but I still put my clothes out the night before, right? I know exactly what I'm going to wear the next day, which typically is based on what I'm going to be doing. And so I find that interesting that, you know, it really, this stuff really does work. And, you know, we're doing this 90 day challenge. And part of it is finding things that prime your brain. So, you That's something that you can ponder over, um, you know, is what are things that you can set up that will remind you of what's important to you, what your goal is, and start doing more of that, right? Prime your brain, get it ready so that when you see something, you automatically take action in a very specific way. But enough about me. Let's talk about my friend, Tracy Borison the owner of TLB Coaching and Events because this episode is not about me. It's about Tracy and our interview and it was so amazing having her on the show. Um, She's a brand identity coach and she shares her story of overcoming very toxic relationships. You know, I think that I can speak for myself but you know those that I've also spoken to that have overcome any type of addiction, we've struggled from that codependency and so Tracy shares her story of overcoming those toxic relationships. We also talk about how she made the leap from corporate to entrepreneurship. So if you're one of those people that has been thinking about doing that, maybe you have a side hustle, maybe you've been thinking about, you know, what could I do for my side hustle? You don't want to miss out on this because I myself uh, also, left my corporate job months ago, and best decision I ever made. Um, you know, I'm finally in charge of my own time, um, and money. Freedom, of course, I have to work extremely hard, but I am so fulfilled and so happy. So we talk about her experience in doing so, and then of course we talk about her area of expertise, which is branding. We talk about the mistakes that people make with branding, and we also talk about the power. Of personal branding. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody. I'm hanging out with my friend, Tracy Borison. I said it right. I, You know what? I'm always a big one to try and get names right. But typically, I will kind of completely botch that. So I'm super happy that I didn't. Um, I I know, air high five. And you're from TLB Coaching and Events. How are you doing, Tracy? I am doing so great. Thank you, Tamar, for having me. I am so grateful you're on the show today. So why don't you kind of introduce yourself, who you are and what you do today, and then we're going to go back in time. Go back
1: in time. Okay. So starting from today, uh, I am a mompreneur. I like to use that phrase because I never considered being an entrepreneur until I had my son. (laughs) So for me, that is the definition of mompreneur. The only reason, I don't know if it's the only reason, but it's a primary driver (laughs) to why I ended up in the entrepreneurial space. Um, Historically, I'm very corporate. um, So that might come out today. Um, For me, the other thing that that you guys should know about, well, there's lots of things that you should know about me. I love karaoke. I like to bake. Um, My son is three. So if you have kids, you can extrapolate what that's like. Um, And it's a boy. So rambunctious and lots of activity around our house um we live very close to the mountains so we enjoy going to the mountains um i'm a big nerd i love a good harry potter or star wars reference so probably one of those will pop out at some point today <laughs> as well <laughs> and then what i do for work um is i'm a personal branding coach um so i think most people when they ask oh who are you? And people just talk about what they do. And one of the things that I love, which is why I did not start with that is that what you do for work is a part of you, but it is by no means all of you. And quite often the things that are most interesting about us are not the work related things. (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk, I'm sure we'll talk about personal branding today because it is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, And my journey has appointed me in this direction kind of since, since, my experience that we're going to talk about in my past. I'm not going to jump there yet. Um, But I I am very passionate about people being themselves, embracing who they are, using that to make good business decisions, good life decisions. Um, Because at the end of the day, that is uh, at your end of days, you'll be able to say I had a successful life um, because I did those things and not because I was a corporate whatever. Uh, there's there's my small opinion on corporate that'll probably come <laughs>
0: at some point. we're definitely going to go over that i love yeah. <laughs> the fact you bake because i like eating baked goods um so if i'm ever in the area and uh, you know i like how you get into those kind of parts of the story like the mountains i as we've discussed before and you would understand i am from hinton alberta and mm-hmm. i can't believe i just said that out loud um but <laughs> you know your area of alberta is very beautiful so well,
1: I mean, there are things about Hinton that are, I mean, like, you still have proximity to the mountains. That's important. But I don't know. For those of you who have not been to Hinton, there is a, a smell <laughs> associated with it um, that I don't know. When you live there, do you get used to it or not really? You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever get used to that.
0: That's um, <laughs> the one main memory I have from Hinton, but, you know... Our adversity
1: makes us grow stronger. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. And just to confirm for listeners who may not know, we're talking about a pulp mill. A pulp mill has a very Mm -hmm. specific smell. Not like, so I don't know what you're imagining. But anyway the pulp mill.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you for clarifying that. And you know, when I tell my story, I always share I had a wonderful upbringing. But I think now that you've said it out loud, that is one part of my story I do leave out. And I don't know if it's because I was traumatized or not. But I think I might have to look at that a little
1: bit.
0: (laughs) I just remember being a small
1: (laughs) child traveling through Hinden and calling it stinky Hinden. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right.
0: But (laughs) I mean, all, all the Canadian is coming out in this episode, guys. <laughs> it is. It's very, it's a very Alberta Canadian episode, <laughs> but so obviously we've all dealt with adversity. Mine, part of it was, you know, my addiction. The other part was Hinton, Alberta, but obviously what we go through, I believe makes us stronger and it kind of, you know, it, it allows us to become who we are today, Um, Now, of course, you had dealt with a lot of adversity in terms of a really bad relationship and and ended up escaping that relationship, obviously, because you have a beautiful son and a wonderful husband today. But, you know, what did that look like for you?
1: So there are, it was a very, it was a very long journey for me. So I got into the relationship when I was very young, like I was 19. I was very much a people pleaser growing up my entire life. I partially, I think that's due to my innate humanness. Um, I I was always very demanding of myself. I got really high grades. I I remember crying once in grade nine because we have lost a basketball game and I should have scored more points um, and then we would have won. So that kind of gives you the idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of, of what young Tracy was like very, very hard on myself. Um, and this relationship that I ended up being like starting in university, I feel like, I, I feel like this happens to a lot of people, right? Like you get into a relationship and uh, people assume that there's compromise, um, that exists in a relationship. And what, what people don't teach you when you're that young <laughs> is that, you're not supposed to compromise who you are (laughs) to be in a relationship. And so, yes, compromising on what flavor of pizza you're going to order. Maybe. Sure. Guys, go go to town. Compromise on that. Compromise on whether or not the toilet paper goes over or under. (laughs) Right. Like these are not life altering events. But at that point, I was very I did not have enough self-confidence to know who I was. And therefore I got in this really difficult position of like kind of my parents on one side, him on the other side, and me always feeling like I couldn't make a decision that was right. Cause it was always wrong for somebody. And I had no, I had no knowledge of how to make my own decision. I, like I, this is something that I like to speak about with the younger generation a lot because like we don't teach this in school unless you have like very empowered mindset strengthy parents like you people just don't talk about this and hopefully I, I get to bring this to my son um, that's one of the things I'm very excited about but like I didn't have it and so you just end up in this relationship and you make what seems like little compromises. And then you start to make what seems like bigger compromises. <laughs> um And so at one point we had moved quite a far, so we're from Edmonton, we moved to Vancouver. So it's like 12 hour drive, but like far enough away from everything, you know, that it was just the two of us. <laughs> and we had, we were always like, you know, like couples fight, right? Like we Fought a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot, and there was this one scenario, and like over stupid things, right? Where like I wasn't, I, I didn't want to go watch the hockey game at his friend's house, and I told him he could go, but he didn't want to go without me, and I didn't want to go, so then we had this huge fight, and I just walked away, and so I was in Vancouver. Vancouver is very rainy. If you're not familiar, so it's raining, just like fit the mood it was perfect for the mood and I was walking around and I just had this moment of like I have nowhere to go like I have no one to talk to about this I tried to call my sister she didn't answer <laughs> like and I was just like I, I sat on this bench in the mall by myself watching people walk by and I was like I don't even I don't even know what I can do like I don't have another option and it's not like there was no physical abuse or anything like that. So it's not that I was necessarily like scared for my physical safety to go back, but I didn't want to go back and I had nowhere else to go. And this is this one example of that happening many, many times. And fun fact, just to lighten up the mood, <laughs> I ended up going to chapters, um, just a big bookstore in Canada. And I just like, I felt so safe. This is like my relationship with books, like books and learning has always been a safe place for me. So Mm -hmm. fun side note, I hung out in chapters for, I don't know, until it closed, until it closed and they were kicking people out of the store. Um, And then I finally had to go home. But um, so these types of things happen just very, very often. And there, then there was this, um, I I had to go. So at that same time, I had worked in a corporate Um, And I was a vice president, um, vice president of marketing for a, a local tech company. And we launched, we were launching this big, (laughs) I'll tell tell you more details about this story sometime, but we did this big launch in New York and everything was a disaster. We missed our flights, bags were lost, stuff for the presentation was in the bags. Because we missed our flights, we had to stay overnight. So then we didn't have a hotel. And then the hotel, we didn't have hotel rooms. It was like, seriously, a disaster. (laughs) Like the first minute except we did a very good launch. Like everything just seemed to like come together for the launch. And then also everything fell apart after as well. Everything was a disaster besides the actual launch. Um, this is what a good VP of marketing does. <laughs> pulls, pulls everything together right at the, seriously. We had the postcards for the launch deliver. I think there were like eight minutes before people arrived. Like I just I had assumed they weren't gonna come because the night before there was like, ugh, it was the <laughs> biggest disaster ever. Um, And so I was dealing with this for like three days, like three days of absolute disaster in not my home country, not close to home with no vendors I know, right? Like just trying to make this work. And my husband was like calling me, calling me, calling me. And I'm like, I can't talk to you, right? Like I have, like, I have too much stuff going on and he got really mad. And so like I came home and I like got to the airport and he was at a work event. And so he was like, call me when you get to the airport and I'll meet you at home. His work event was much closer to our house than the airport. And so I called him from the airport and just like everything's been a disaster for three days. I just want to like come home. And like he knew it was a disaster. Would flowers really hurt? (laughs) Like, I just want to, I just want to come home and nobody was there house was dark it was like January. So January in in Calgary is cold and snowy and icy. And like, so I like have all this stuff, walking up to my house in the dark when I shouldn't have had to do that in my head. And I was just like, what am I, what am I doing (laughs) right? Like I'm not getting anything that I need out of this relationship. And I, I like struggled with it for maybe another couple of days. And then I went to stay with my sister And I was like, okay, I just like, I need space. We'll see where this goes. And it was, for me, that was my like rock bottom, right? Like that was my, like, this is not that. So I believe lots of things about people and, and, and I believe that there are innate things that people want and how people show up that makes it easier for them to be together. Right. So like when I met my current husband, just all the things that he did were the things I wanted him to do. Right. So like, but he was already like that. I didn't make him like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, we just fit together as partners. Whereas in that relationship, we just, we didn't. And uh, like, and like, quite honestly, by the end, like neither of us was trying, right. Like we were just like, so checked out. And I was just so I went to stay with my sister. And um, at some point, she's going to find out that I tell the story on podcasts, and then probably be horrified. Um, <laughs> but um, I was staying with her and her fiance. Uh, they're now married, but they were not married at the time. And I was staying in their spare bedroom. And I heard this like, maniacal laughter coming from the kitchen. And I was like, what the heck is going on out there and so i went out and they were both in their underwear each with a jar of nutella <laughs> trying to like wipe nutella on each other because it looks like poop <laughs> and I, but they were having so much fun together and i was like oh that's a thing <laughs> like you can have that with your the person you're in a relationship with and i was like okay I'm done because before there was still some sense of like that kind of relationship is in the movies, right? Like it, it's it, it's fictional; it doesn't exist in real life. And it's actually I I actually told my sister about that at her wedding in the wedding speech, and I'm not gonna do that because I'll start crying. But um, like that made a huge difference in my life to know that that kind of relationship was real, and that's what gave me the space to be able to say like, I'm not. I think I'm pretty great. Right. Like I, I think I'm smart. I think I'm fun. I'm energetic around the right company. Right. Like I think that's worth showing up authentically for, and I'm not going to trade that for another person again. Um, Oh, because I got like so many things. Oh, I want to share this one because I think this might resonate with some other people too, um, who have kind of the relationship, um, quote unquote trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, we were like, we went to university together. We were both in business school. So we took a lot of the same classes, which made it competitive, right? Um, I beat him in Toastmaster speech contests and like a lot of things, but we were in this one like organizational analysis class. I don't even know what it was for, <laughs> but we were in the same class. And at the beginning of the final exam, the professor said, there's always one or two students in every class where I just like really would buy stock. In their career and at the beginning of the exam you're like what are you talking about just give us the test let's just let's, let's write the damn test, right and then i went to hand in my test and at the end like he he whispered to me like i would buy stock in your career and i was like so excited because like you yeah, know you're young you're still looking for like external <laughs> gratification at that point I'm like, oh this guy would buy stock in my career that's cool and so my boyfriend at the time came out and I told him cause I was so excited. And he was like, he didn't tell me that. And then everything just went like, wow. And I was like, now I'm not excited about it anymore because you can't get excited for me. Um, and I talked about that, like, seriously, I've talked about that scenario for years and years. It had a significant impact on me. Um, And so it was just like, like, I want somebody who wants to celebrate with me and isn't ashamed of me being better at a thing than them. And maybe it was because we were too similar, our like backgrounds, our careers were too similar. So we were always competing. The like sports we played were the same. And so it was always like, oh, you got on base more often than I did. And the slow pitch team, right? Like this is adults, slow pitch beer league, right? Like (laughs) no one cares. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he did. And so it was, it was just like it was not a good alignment, a good values alignment, but which I understand now. But then, like, it wasn't conscious for me. And so this was one of the things that kind of triggered my move into personal development and professional development is just for me to understand more about like, what are these things that I thought were true, in my past that are not necessarily true and are disempowering me from showing up as the human I could be today. And now it's like my job to help people get rid of disempowering beliefs. And it's like the coolest thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: Absolutely. And I could totally relate in so many different ways because, you know, codependency, I mean, I think that runs deep for a lot of people. I think more people than they actually realize it's it's happening for them, especially for people pleasers. I mean, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but oh man, I used to, same thing, right? It's like, okay, well, they must love me. Hopefully they love me. And then they would do something bad and then something good. And you'd get that belief back. And it was so emotionally abusive at times. I mean, I've gone through that a lot, but you know getting out of that I think is very comparable to you know somebody that suffers from addiction I was scared to get out of that because it's what I knew it was my comfort zone I didn't believe I had a problem with that and when I stepped into the world of being sober I started to have to like look at things I had never looked at before and I was thinking oh my gosh what am I going to do like what how am I going to have fun how am I going to drown my sorrows like this is a big leap of faith for me And, but like you said, I mean, it's made me who I am today. And if I hadn't gone through any of that, I wouldn't have been so passionate about, uh, about helping people like embrace their authentic selves because I always tried to hide certain parts of my life. I mean, the, some of the relationships I was in, oh, absolute nightmare. So I think, That kind of thing is very like just, I think it's common with so many people, but I know a lot of people who have recovered from addiction can definitely relate. I know that when I first uh, came into the program, they had a joke that said, you know, what does an alcoholic bring on the first or second date? And it's a a U-Haul, a moving truck uh, with them. And that's so true. But, (laughs) you know, you had mentioned, you know, being in corporate, you know, and now doing what you love. I just recently, you know, we spoke actually a few weeks ago and I just recently left my job in corporate and it was scary, but it was something that I felt was the right thing to do. Now, we talked about it just before the interview, but you took the plunge and basically with an idea, like you kind of thought, okay, I'm done with this. Can you kind of take us through what that looks like? Because I know that there's probably a lot of people out there that just feel like they're meant for more, but they're not sure what that is. And sometimes, I mean you know you did it you're a living example like that it can work
1: yeah well so the first thing i would say is if you feel like you are meant for more you are so being able to connect to that and really believe that that is true like if you're feeling that it's true that's your personal brand speaking to you um one of the books i highly recommend um if people haven't read it is the alchemist um and it talks it talks about per i Everything in it, as far as I'm concerned, is about personal branding. Um, But they talk about it from a personal legend perspective. And there's this one part in the book where the boy, that's the main character's name, the boy, um, he's talking to his heart. And he's trying to understand why his heart wasn't telling him these things all these years. And the heart was saying that, well, I tried to tell you, but every time I tried to tell you, you felt hurt. And so every time I tried to tell you, it hurt you and I don't want to hurt you. So I stopped telling you. And that was something that was just like, I just feel like that is so true. And we always have all of these, these external factors that are telling us things, right? Telling us things about how we should be or must be or, and our heart, every time it doesn't align with that, our heart tells us, but we're like, oh no, that makes us different or weird. And so we're like, quiet, heart, quiet, stop stop telling me that. But the thing is, is it doesn't go away. That's the same thing that gives you that like, I meant for more than this. And I'll be honest with you guys. Like I, so my, my corporate career, mostly my corporate career and my past relationship into were integrated <laughs> with each other so they ran mostly aligned um, and I had so I, I started in the corporate world when I was 23 and I remember sitting there I worked for a big marketing department at a national furniture retailer just sitting there thinking like what am I doing like is it is this what I'm meant to do like I'm meant to promote a good sofa deal right like that just that that was never gonna be enough for me and then I had this like very love-hate relationship so marketing is my area of expertise um I've had a love-hate relationship with marketing because I watch marketing market crap that people don't need that they spend tons of money on. And I know the power of a story and connecting with people and being able to solve people's problems. So like, There's so much good that can be done with it, but there's so much bad that it's actually used for kind of like guns, right? Like I feel like things can always be used for good, but then they end up getting used for bad things. And you're just like, this was invented when we needed to feed ourselves and it like worked really well for that. And now we decided we're going to kill other people with it. That's not a good use case. right? And like, I'm in the services industry, right? And so there's so much in the services industry that marketers are telling you, you need to be like this. You need to show up on social media every day. You need to, you must, you blah. And all of it is crap. It's not true. And and so the marketing monster is being used for the, for the things it shouldn't be being used for, um, which is another reason why I'm here is to help people see that that is true. And it is just... Someone else trying to tell you what you should be instead of finding that thing inside you and and connecting to that, which is the thing you actually are. It's not even a thing you should be. You already are it. That's terrible grammar. But you know what I mean? Like you are that today. You don't have to be any different. You don't need any kind of certification. You don't need any more experience. You don't need anything else besides what you are right now. But nobody celebrates who you are right now. So I totally digressed from my story in corporate, but anyway, (laughs) like I got to the point, it's kind of like in my relationship, right? I got to the point where my connection to my corporate job didn't exist. The only reason I was doing it was for the paycheck. And so, and I mean, like I was a vice president, right? So it's not a small paycheck, (laughs) but when I looked at it and I, I remember just sitting there thinking, and it had been like, it had been a while. I had been start kind of pulling away from it. And I had, but what I love, I love people. So I loved managing my team. I loved watching them grow. I loved giving them opportunities, right? Like, so there were, part, there were parts of it that I loved, but I got to the point where I was like 36 and a vice president, right? Like, so what else am I gonna do, right? Like I could go be a vice president for a bigger organization. I'm never gonna be the CEO of this company because I don't want to be. (laughs) Right. And so like, what is the pinnacle of my career when I'm 36? Like that is nuts. (laughs) There's like so much more available. And again, for me, like I always had that thing. I always had that. What are you doing? What you're not, I have been put on this earth to make an impact on people and I can do that in a specific way that is available to me. And there, in my corporate job i was not making that impact on people so i was spending eight hours a day not making an impact on people and for me that just for a paycheck and for me it just got to the point where this was not a good trade And Tamar and I have talked about this. A a lot of people have like side businesses, right? And they're like, start their business on the side. And then they're like, okay, I'm finally going to jump into my side business. I did not have a side business. I quit. (laughs) I I quit my job with like 30 days notice. um, And (laughs) I just seriously for me I had the confidence in myself that I could figure it out and at that point I had like I was married to my current husband our son was almost two um and I like surrounded by very supportive people everybody was like yeah just do it you're like slowly dying (laughs) and like none of us are in this for you to slowly die right so we want we want you to do what's right for you and then I mean, again, I still have kind of that like people pleaser thing, right? I'm like, okay, well now all of these people have told me they believe I can do this. So I better not prove them wrong. I better prove them right. Um, And then it was for me and it's, it's a journey, right? Like your personal brand is a journey. Me building my business was a journey, but it's just one of those things where like when you get, so I got my first client in my second month of business and then you're like, oh, Well, there's one person who will buy this. There's got to be more of them. (laughs) Now I just have to find them. And luckily for me, my background is marketing and sales. So that piece wasn't hard for me. It was just the like, wow, what do I want to do? And the the thing that was really interesting for me too, because all of my jobs were in marketing. My job was always to be the voice of someone else. It was to be the voice of a brand. And then when I started my own business, I didn't have my own voice. And it was the same in my relationship, right? Like, I didn't have my own voice. I had my parents' voice. I had my ex's voice. I had my business's voice. Like, I didn't have my own voice. And sometimes when you have those realizations, it can be really scary, right? You're like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? I haven't had this for so long. But for me, I've really tried to embrace the opportunity in those realizations and being like, oh, wow, I don't have a voice. I can be the voice of whatever I want. What, what, what do I want? which is now I'm teaching my son this and he's three. So now he is just like, I can have whatever I want. And I'm like, "Ah, (laughs) not in every scenario, but like, yes, let's just keep, we'll keep believing that that is true because in general, yes. (laughs) But I'm like, I can stand for what, what, what do I stand for? And I really had to look at like, what, what is Tracy all about? And I am all about empowering people. I'm about people speaking their truth. I am about people embracing the all the things it is that makes you who you are. And I'm not a therapist, right? Like, a, like a <laughs> I can't, I don't deal with though in that arena, but what happens when people see that they used to believe this And they don't have to believe it anymore because it's just a belief that they have. It's, it just is amazing to watch them just like, Oh, eh, okay. (laughs) Well, that's done. Let's move on to the next thing because there's always more, right? Like we're onions. We slowly peel away the layers. Um, but it's so like, it makes my heart so happy. Um, like I have, I have this client that I'm working, I'm working with right now. And she just, she just always says that coming to talk, like our sessions are like a day at the spa. And I'm like, cause this is, we just don't have these types of conversations with other humans, right? Like it's become taboo. We're not supposed to have fear. We're not supposed to show weakness, right? Like we're not supposed to not know what we're going to do next. And like this is, especially if you are in like a corporate and in a leadership role, right? Like you're supposed to always look like, you know what you're doing. And like, who do I talk to when I had to pretend all day, I knew what I was doing, but I had actually no idea what I was doing. Right? Like, who are those people? And and the thing is, is there's so many people who are experiencing that, right? Like, it's not, you're not operating in a silo. There's like, Eight billion people on the planet. There's probably like a hundred thousand people who are experiencing exactly what you're experiencing right now, right? Like, it's crazy. We feel we're so connected, but we're so disconnected, right? Like, there's so much similarity, and there's so much beauty, and there's so much potential for humans, and we hide it because of what we're supposed to be, but that. It doesn't make sense, right? Like, I'm not supposed to be that. I'm not supposed to be Tamar. I'm not supposed to be Donald Trump, right? I'm not supposed to be pick a name, right? I'm not supposed to be that. I'm supposed to be me. And I get to make a unique contribution to the planet while I'm here for a defined amount of time. What do I want that to be? I I went to this webinar. I'm a big fan of Donald Miller. He wrote a book called Story Brand. Um and I went to a webinar of his talking about like how to plan your life. <laughs> and one of the things it spoke about was writing your eulogy and like, what would people say about you when you die? And when I heard it the first time I was like, I'm not really sure. Like my life evolves so quickly, right? Like, I, 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 I don't know. How could you possibly do that? Blah, blah And then once I spent more time really connecting to like who it is and that I am and the difference that I want to make and that I uniquely can make because of my experience that includes my past, right? Like in this relationship and family issues that were painful at the time, because I am that, I have a unique opportunity for more people on this planet to have a voice than if I wasn't here. And that like that I would be proud for someone to say, at my funeral is that, or my celebration of life? I'm gonna have a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like more people had a voice because I was here, and so now it just is so amazing because I get to show up every day. Like, How do I give another person a voice today? And whether that's in a coffee chat or a coaching call or on a podcast, right? Like this is this is what I am here to do, and I show up as that person every day and it just is you can't once you find that you can't like everything else is just like so like eh. I, I see on Facebook everyone is like would you ever go back to corporate I'm like heck no heck no never no <laughs> because like this is what I'm meant to do and and there's a lot of people who can find what they're meant to do and they can do that in other organizations mm mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't found one (laughs) where I can show up just like this and, and work for someone else. And now I just, am like too big of a fan of working for myself (laughs) that I wouldn't do that. Um, and I make decisions every day too, that allow me to continue to live in that space. So I don't have to consider that even an option, right? Like I've never had to, since I started my business. I, so again, this is important. I started my business with no business, right? Like I had no business, I had no business plan. I had no business financing, right? Like I had nothing and I had no voice. I had no customers and I am almost a year into my business and I will never have to go back to corporate. And because that is because of my investment in figuring out me and doing what's best for me and doing what's best for me includes doing what's best for my family and doing what's best for my clients. But that's because of who I am, right? Like that is best for me. I get up at six o'clock in the morning to coach a lady in South Africa. And it's like the most invigorated I feel all day at six o'clock in the morning, right? Like, this is, this is fun. It's, it's fun to go to work every day. It's fun. I love to do things like this, right? Like podcast interviews and live trainings. And I sign up for all of them because I want to share. I I want people to know that this is possible and you don't have to have all of this ready to go. It can it can just happen. Um, and just so you know, too, I'm not a, a business coach that's trying to she- sell you my way to make that happen <laughs> <laughs> now. Cause I, I think a lot of people like are doing that. So also buyer beware. You should choose people who you think are going to help you. Um, but like, I am about, I'm about you finding your personal brand and embracing that. And sometimes that means finding your next job. Sometimes that means starting your own business. Sometimes, that means just like having more power in your parenting arrangements, right? Like owning who you are as a person, as far as I'm concerned, is what this world is lacking. And if we could all celebrate and own our differences and, and recognize that in other people, that I have to believe that this world would be different. And there's, I'm... I wasn't born for the world to be the same because I was here. I I was born because the world was meant to be different. Um, Whoo. Absolutely. I, I was trying not to cry, but. I know. I was
0: like, oh, she's getting emotional. <laughs> take a break. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, take <laughs> but a But I know that's
1: what other people feel, right? Like, yeah. that's what you mentioned. This people are like, there's more for me. There are. And not everybody feels that. And that's okay right? Like that doesn't make you better or worse than them. That makes us all contributors to society. If everybody wanted to be a change maker, then like everything would be so confusing. But for the people who, who were put here to drive change, like that's what you were here to do. That's probably why, like, now I look at it as like, this is why I've been so frustrated with the marketing industry for so long, because I felt like voices weren't the right voices weren't being amplified. Now, I even have a mastermind called Amplify Your Personal Brand. <laughs> that is specifically about that. that's what I was here to do. And now, like, can't stop me.
0: <laughs> I can tell. I know you're all fired up. And I think that's one of the things that I really, really liked about you. I mean, we've talked a couple times before this. Um, and we have the Alberta connection, of course. But mm-hmm. the fact that I think, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry I'm starting to, you know, realize that are out to pitch to you every time they get together or they, and it's like, okay, I, you know what? Just because that works for you does not mean it's gonna be work for me. I've got my thing going. Um, but you know, you and I shared, like I was, I think just about to leave my corporate job before we, when we met and then right after, and I'm like, you know, we were just talking. I'm like, I was totally scared. Like I, you know, and I, I enjoy being that authentic. Cause when I started this journey, I actually started podcasting. And I started while I was traveling for business. So I started the road to health and I'm like, well, what can I do to niche down? So I'm like, well, I'm traveling. I need to get, you know, control over my health. So that's kind of how that started. And then I remember after COVID hit, you know, my podcast coach is like, Tamar, we need to pivot. And he's like, what is your passion? And I said, recovery, you know, like helping people you know, get sober, not necessarily even get sober, but because my limiting beliefs were so strong for so long. And I just thought, who am I to do this stuff? Right? Like, I'm an, I'm an ex-alcoholic, like, nobody's going to take me seriously. But that really was life training me for who I am today. And then when just one person gave me that first little spark of, you need to share your story, right? You have a voice, right? Be authentic, I started doing that and I actually wrote my first book and then I changed the podcast over because I'm like, yeah, my my like my like passion lies in helping people discover their purpose and I can sit down with someone and help them find their niche, right? Because I'm like, okay, who are you? What have you been through? Can you talk to that? Can you talk to the emotion? Like you have to make your own journey and I'm not, I was never in marketing, but now I absolutely love it. and. I've learned that, as, like, as a result of being able to be authentic, that's really helped out. So, let's get into some of the key things. Like, you know, what would you say are kind of the biggest mistakes people make in terms of marketing or branding? And then, what are through what are some things that you recommend that people do properly? Yeah.
1: So one of the biggest mistakes I see in branding is that people think branding is just a logo and colors. <laughs> Um, so you guys know all know the thing with the iceberg, right? like the tip of the iceberg is poking out of the water and 95% of the iceberg is underneath. Okay, your visual brand is the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> it, it doesn't exist if the rest doesn't exist. So the rest is you. And so like I, I mentioned, the thing is is that people just don't help us. There's nothing in the school system, even in like higher education. It, it, some some programs I've taken in terms of personal development kind of touch on it, but there's nothing that really says to you like, OK, let's, let's figure out who Tracy is today. <laughs> right. Like, no, nobody talks about that. It's not part of the conversation. And so in order to even have a logo or colors that actually reflect who you are and your energy, you have to do that work. And I want you guys to remember that there's nothing different that you need to be good at being who you are. <laughs> I see this, I it might seem basic, <laughs> but I see so many coaches in this space who are trying to convince people they need this, they need to be like this. I have this like, um, there's another personal branding coach that I follow on LinkedIn and her and I see eye to eye on almost nothing. Um, but she posted on Friday about like, nobody likes vanilla. So she's like talking about people not being plain. Right. And I was like, I like vanilla. I can, but more importantly, I hope vanilla ni- likes vanilla, right? Like vanilla should not believe that vanilla has to be chocolate in order to be liked by the people. That's not the point. You're not chocolate. I used this scenario in my live training. This is why Donald Trump was on the top of my head. Because if you guys know me and you know Donald Trump, then like we're pretty much as different <laughs> as two people can be. Um, but like that would like be like me trying to show up like Donald Trump because he has millions, tens of millions of followers. And I'm trying to get tens of millions of followers. So no, I no, I can't do that. I won't trade that about me to get 10 million followers. I, I would never do that. But in order to know that in order to be able to say no to the people in the industry, you have to know who you are. You have to believe in doing what's right for you. And so that belief Comes from being surrounded by people who also believe that. Um, so whether you follow them on social media, like I just, I LinkedIn is my channel of choice. So I always use LinkedIn as an example. There's like 800 million users on LinkedIn. I have a network of like 2,800. I get, to, I, I have a very small window into the people on LinkedIn, right? So I see specific things. I heavily curate my digital environment. So it is telling me what I want to hear, right? So it is surrounded by people in my industry and other industries who are having the same conversation, the same conversation about empowering people to be who they are. I like, I have a lot of career coaches in my, I have a lot of life coaches, right? Like this is, but this is the conversation that I see daily. So I don't like go on and see all this stuff that makes me hate the world, right? Like I go on and see all these things that help me remember that this is what I'm about. This is what I'm about other people having. This is the environment that I'm constantly surrounded by. And so listening to podcasts like this, like finding the other people who are doing that, connecting with them and really connecting with them, right? Like a, a, a LinkedIn connection or a Facebook friend request is like, it's not really a connection, right? Like, who are these people? Celebrate them for who they are. I'm a big Dale Carnegie fan. And one of his golden principles is to genuine, become genuinely interested in other people. And when you do that, it just, everything just feels easy, right? Like, I was, The reason why I'm here is because I had an original conversation with Tamar and then we, she shared about the podcast and then we talked about my experience. We we're like, oh, this would fit and people could see the distinction and and have another voice that gives them the opportunity to celebrate who they are and, and owning their personal brand. And like, I mean, that's what I'm all about. So I was like, heck, yeah. But that's because you're talking to each other on a values level. Like, this is what I care about. This is what I care about. Oh, we're both from Alberta. <laughs> now we can be friends, right? Like, But this is, in our digital environment, people have just forgot what it means to actually connect with another person because we've been tricked um, by social media into believing that's a connection. And we all know it's not. Um, we all know the number of likes you get on a post is really critical to the function of you on a daily basis, but we turn them into things that are important. So the important things are knowing who you are, celebrating who you are, connecting with other people and celebrating who they are. And then that's your journey. That's the space where you can find the answers. The answers are not found in thinking or trying. The answers are found in space. And you have to be surrounded by the people who can give you that kind of space.
0: Oh, I love that's deep. <laughs> that was really deep. It was so good, though. I, because I, I, that's the thing, right? So many people are wrapped up. Like you see so many ads and stuff like that. It's like get ten thousand followers, you know, in a few weeks on Instagram and get this and that, and it's exhausting. I mean. The amount of people who will reach out and not try and make that connection, you know, um, I think you and I were introduced by Tawana there. Um, yeah. And so we had a mutual friend, which was amazing. Um, but there's a lot of people who will just try and pitch you and that's it. And it's like, you know, okay, no, that's okay. But I just want to be me. Like, I don't want to be stressed out every day because I have so much that I need to worry about on social media, right? I mean... Part of me will share some of my story. So when it comes, you know, my favorite color, I, I like the color blue, so I picked my branding blue. Um, so I did that, but I want it to be me, right? I want it to speak to what I know, what I've been through, and kind of share that story along the way. So you have a workshop, and I wanna talk about that quickly. Um, I know we're running out of time soon, but um, called A Brand That Speaks. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that, and as well as the mastermind, just in case somebody's interested?
1: Sure. So the brand that speaks um, two very important things that are accomplished in that. The most important thing for me is a brand that speaks to you. So a lot of people will do the marketing piece of it. Right. Like which is a brand that speaks to others. Um, But the other connection that people often miss is that once something speaks to you, you speak about it. (laughs) it's not very complicated, actually. It's pretty simple. Um, but the biggest thing actually with either the workshop or the mastermind as, is what I spoke about the space, right? So this is a space of people who care about not only their brand speaking to other people, but their brand speaking to them for it being an accurate representation of who you are. And that—that that is what I'm all about, right? Like if it I don't really care at all how many other people it speaks to if you feel phony delivering that message, right? And I, like, there are lots of people, I've had coaches that even coached me, right? And they're like, oh, no, it would be more whatever if you did this. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't believe that. So like, I'm not, mm, no, but that's the other thing. Like I mentioned that already once, like your ability to say no, is based on your belief that you know better than anybody else what is better for your personal brand. And I will tell you right now, I am a personal branding coach. And my job is to, I will be, I'll be honest, I probably care more about your personal brand today than you do. But at the end, you need to, it's my favorite thing when my clients tell me no. So we go through a workshop or a one-on-one coaching or in my mastermind and people I, I give them an ex- I give them a recommendation or like maybe you could try this and they are be like no that doesn't feel authentic win <laughs> that that's a win that's when you're like no that's not for me and, and again a lot of other coaches a lot of these things that have built into programs They'll just be like, oh, I don't really care how you feel about it. This is what I teach, right? And like, this is not how I do things. My job is to help you celebrate that you to connect to it, and then to use it, right? And here's the piece about a brand that speaks to others. A brand that speaks to others isn't focused on what others think. It is focused on what others feel, So I am here, this is what I'm passionate about. This is the problem I am passionate about fixing. There are people out there who have this problem. They are already feeling crappy because they're dealing with that problem. Like I'll just say now, I'm not the whole like pain agitate I don't like that. People don't need their pain agitated. (laughs) They're already feeling their pain. What they need to know is that you understand their pain and you care about doing something about it. Not that you can do something about it, that you care about doing something about it. That's a different level of connection with people, but it comes back to connecting with people, right? Like you can't do that you can't do it in a fully automated sense. And I work mostly with service providers, right? Like not, if you're selling a product, there's lots of different marketing strategies and tactics you can use. I can recommend great people. It's not where I excel. Where I excel is people who are in a relationship business who are trying to build relationships based off of someone else's protocol for how to build a relationship. Every single person has a different way of doing that, which means you have a different way of marketing, which means you have a different way of sales, which means you have a different way of making these things work for you and a different way of talking to your people. And that is normal. It's normal for everybody to have a uniqueness in that place. So the The workshops, I do one-on-one coaching as well. Those things are kind of focused on like getting you centered, getting that foundation. This is who I am. This is how I show up. And these are the people that I'm showing up for. And then the mastermind is more of the accountability associated with that. So, okay, now you've told us this is who you are. Show up that way. <laughs> and there's like, there's so many other challenges that come up at that point, right? Like, limiting beliefs we have about how we're allowed to use social media, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's a really great, everything that I do, if it's not one-on-one is a very small group. Um, so it gets capped at like six people. So it really is a nice small group of people who are out to hold each other accountable. It's so like, it's my favorite thing when I see like people in the mastermind, like liking or commenting on other people's social posts, right? Like it's not just me. Um, and that's not what I'm here to do either, right? Like likes are nice, but likes don't equal business, right? Likes don't equal relationships. So it's all about building relationships and it's about building relationships that are authentic for you. Um, so, yeah.
0: Uh, and I, for anybody that's interested, definitely sign up for the Mastermind because I remember even after I started my podcast, I had no business. And a friend of mine, Allison Melody, she's a podcaster as well from Food Heals, she was like, uh, you know, talking about her mastermind. And when I got back from LA, I'm like, hey, you know, what's this mastermind? She's like, it's for entrepreneurs. Like, you know, if you're ever interested, come join us. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not an entrepreneur, but I think I could be. And that's how I started. And I remember her asking me, you know, like, um, do you have an email opt in? And I said, um, I don't think so and she laughed and she goes okay we'll get you going with an email opt-in but you know what it was that community like you said it's with a small group of like-minded individuals and you're just sitting there collaborating and sharing what you're going through and you realize you're not alone in this big adventure of being a solopreneur it's it's quite amazing so
1: highly recommend yeah well and i always i find like so my mass my specifically it's like related to the messaging right so like now you know what you want to say i want the world to know what that is right like as far as i'm concerned i haven't done my job if you get all this clarity but you still won't tell anybody right like (laughs) you have something to say so i want you to say it but people feel like their comfort levels for saying things is different. Right. And so like some people feel really comfortable on video. Some people feel really comfortable writing, right? Like, and there's a way to make that work for you. And it's so amazing watching the mastermind because everybody's way is different. Mm -hmm. And so it's celebrating that everyone is different, but that things work for different people because different people are different, but it gives other people different ideas of ways that they could do things because, Oh, that's not something they would necessarily think of, but this other person who's in a completely different industry, this like this is the norm for their industry. And then you can take that and be like, oh, well, I can like totally do that as a coach. Right. And even when you say, email opt-in right like so many people think that an email opt-in is a pdf document right like and it has to be a pdf document and it doesn't have to be a pdf (laughs) document it can be a facebook group it can be like i have a webinar series that like i have a webinar series that's my freebie right like it can be lots of things and it, it can be something that feels authentically you like every time i I tried, I tried to write a PDF (laughs) and every time I'd sit down and do it, I was like, this feels uh, like I don't like it. So I'm not going to give it out because I don't like it. (laughs) Not going to get excited about telling people that it exists. Right. Versus like, yeah, like I love talking about my mastermind. I actually recently started a community too called Your Business Peeps, which is really just based on creating the space for people where like you can show up and you can make mistakes, right? Like it's not on social media. So you can show up and you can make mistakes and you can grow your personal brand and you can network with other people who are experts in their area because everybody's an expert in their area. You just need to, you just need, to know what your area is and you need somebody to ask you the questions you haven't asked yourself, right? Like I make it sound simple. I am very good at it, but that's what I do. (laughs) Like I listen to you. I, I pull out golden threads in your story that you don't see because you've told your story a hundred times. Right. And then I'm like, Oh, you're all about this. And people are like, Oh yeah, I am all about that. (laughs) I did this discovery call once with a lady and she was talking to me. She was like, she's a copywriter. And she was trying to figure out like her, her process was just like trying to find people asking, like looking for copywriters and then being like, I'm a copywriter. I can help you. And I'm like, this is like a hundred people doing that. <laughs> right. So like, what makes you different? Like what makes you different? She talked to me about this love of words and how like, really she wanted to do editing because she wanted other people to fall in love with your words. And I was like, dude, like that sounds way more impressive than I'm a copywriter. <laughs> so she she changed it, she changed her LinkedIn profile. We had a 20-minute conversation. She changed her LinkedIn profile. I told her I was like you should do a post to your LinkedIn group about like how you care about this (laughs) and she did and then she messaged me and she was like oh i have i have all of these potential clients and the best thing is, is i didn't reach out to any of them and i was like this is the point right like that is her celebrating her love of words and it's not the same is the service she's providing the same as other editors sure the service is the same But that's not why people are going to buy if i was going to be if i had wrote a book and i needed an editor like i'm definitely going to choose her (laughs) right because like yes i care about people falling in love with my words so i want an editor who's going to make sure that people fall in love with my words (laughs) like that makes a big difference and so sometimes we just don't we don't celebrate these things about ourselves and i'm all about us celebrating these things about ourselves (laughs)
0: I agree I second that I love to celebrate any anytime I can especially with ice cream because I just love ice cream but (laughs) and you know baking I know you bake now so I'm gonna head out to go visit you soon but uh Tracy (laughs) always always fresh scones at my house I'm I'm getting in the car soon I'll see you in about (laughs) 10 or 11 hours but okay Tracy how can people if they want
1: to learn more about what you do how can they get a hold of you Uh, The best places to find me are on my website tlbcoaching.com I have a blog on there where I'm like very opinionated so if you guys like opinionated articles I'm also a big fan of like busting other people's articles so I've like busted Amy Porterfield's ideal client avatar freebie I've busted a couple of different Forbes articles (laughs) you guys can check him out if you're interested um if you're looking for me on social the best place to do that is on LinkedIn Tracy Borison, you can find me there also all the opinions about <laughs> personal branding and how people are doing it wrong. And they're wonderful, wonderful opinions. Oh, well,
0: thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. I, I just, I love your insight and I love how you just personalize everything. Cause I think that that is a big part that's missing in the industry right now. It's just kind of like the cookie cutter, do this, do this, do this. And I, I don't think it's like that, right? We all have our own journey. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, my pleasure. Well, that's it for another great episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. And, you know, if you are somebody who has overcome adversity or addiction and discovered your purpose as a result of what you've been through, I would love to hear from you and love to have you on the show. You can get a hold of me at Tamar at theroadforward.ca. You know, let me know what you're about. Let me know your story. And uh, maybe you can be a future guest on the podcast. My, My mission is really to help inspire people discover their true potential, right? What they are capable of. Because as we know, you know, those of us who have overcome adversity, we already have the skills that we need. I mean, we're resilient, right? We're persistent. We're persuasive. We just have to learn how to put those skills towards the greater good. So reach out to me if you want to be a guest on the podcast. And Hey, if you have not joined one of our Collaboration Zone Zoom party calls and you're an entrepreneur who has overcome adversity or addiction, you are going to want to join us. They are so much fun. You get to network with like-minded entrepreneurs in recovery to scale your business. You know, you can share what you do. We have member training. We have hot seats so much fun. So make sure you come check that out. You can register for as many as you would like. Space is limited at www.theroadforward.ca slash collaboration zone. And I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.